Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a story of some awful entitled hotel Karens. We'll get to those in a bit, but first, when I was absolved of all my bad dad behaviors. This happened long ago, pre-mandatory cell phones. Me, my wife, dear daughter, entitled mom, not entitled in this story, entitled dad, and peanut, entitled parents, very newborn baby. So my family's meeting the entitled family for dinner at a very noisy restaurant, as in you can't hear kids scream over adults talking. It is darn cold and well below freezing. My family arrives and sets up for dinner. You know, normal parent stuff of setting a toddler. And wait and eat chips and wait and feed chips. Finally, Entitled Mother arrives. We sit, eat chips, drink and ask where Entitled Dad and Peanut are. I think they traveled separately. Entitled Mother says they should be here anytime. We wait, eat chips and drink. I finally get sent out to look for Entitled Dad. Well, it's a big area with lots of restaurant, people, and darn is it cold. So I go back in and we wait. Entitled Dad shows up and says, Hi, I thought... Me interrupting says, Where's Peanut? I'm a guy. I don't notice anything. My wife has to find my glasses on my face. Silence as two moms turn to glare at Entitled Dad. They were deep in conversation. Think those automated sci-fi machine gun turrets? Entitled Dad says, well, I thought we were eating at so-and-so restaurant, about a block away. Entitled Mom says, where's Peanut? He says, well, I thought... She says, I don't care what you thought, where is Peanut? He says, at the other restaurant. Wife says, you left her alone at the other restaurant? Side note, my dear daughter's in her high chair watching the world's greatest tennis match eating chips. She's really not important other than comical relief and great expressive faces. He says, no, I left her with the hostess. Entitled mother says, you left my baby with the hostess? He says, would you let me finish? I left her with the hostess because it's too cold for her and I couldn't find you so I was checking other restaurants. Entitled mother says, go get her. Think your favorite male actor about to do a smackdown. My wife to me says, go with him. Well, we walk over. Entitled dad's explaining his actions and the, why is everyone upset with me? I'm perfect. I don't say anything. I'm just worried about Peanut, and I really didn't know what to say. The hostess was very nice, Peanut was perfect, Entitled Dad thanks the hostess, I thank the hostess, we get back to the table. Dear daughter starts watching her tennis match again, my wife and Entitled Mother rip into Entitled Dad. I stay silent. Finally Entitled Dad says to me, why aren't you defending me? He said it like there was some bro or dad code. I finally lose it laughing when I can inform him, no freaking way, I'm not defending you. That is the stupidest thing ever. You have just absolved me of any wrongdoing for years. That ended the conversation and we had a subdued dinner. I guess before mandatory cell phones, it's not practical to try to call around to the other restaurants. But man, is it a terrible decision to leave your newborn baby anywhere, hostess or not. 
also hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting your fill of entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, Entitled Mom Screams at Me. This happened about 15 minutes ago, very brief encounter. I was walking in the park around town when suddenly, a mom starts running over to me screaming in my face. I didn't care much about what she had to say, but I picked up the words that pieced together something like, How dare you come here and scare the children, you stupid R-word. I pretended not to hear her after that because I knew if I so much as told her to screw off, she would scream about how I was trying to do things to the children. So I just walked off. This was hilarious to me. Some people are just stereotypical. This next story is, I caught two entitled kids stealing from me. So this happened a few years ago when I was about 11 years old. I was really into play mobile and had like almost everything. My room was heaven for every child. Back then, every time my cousin or a good friend came over, I offered a piece of my collection for them to take home because I thought they might like it. Now to the story, my dad has an old friend entitled Dad who has two children, but both are younger than me. I don't know how much, probably four or five years. A girl entitled girl and a boy entitled boy, of whom the girl is the older one. Although the girl was like half my age back then, she knew words I didn't even hear once in my entire life, and she tends to say inappropriate things. I never liked the two, and neither did I like my dad's friend. I always had to give them my toys and my plushies, and they were always my favorite ones. Imagine a little girl who is 11 and younger having to give her plushies to children she didn't really know just for the sake of being kind and welcoming. I was used to choosing the people I give my toys to and those were really only close friends and family, not random children I never met. One day, the friend came over with his children. Of course, me being closest to them in age, had to play with them. So I took them to my room and we played with my play mobile. I was really protective of certain houses and figures because they were my favorite and no one besides me is supposed to play with them. And I knew how clumsy the two entitled Karens were and didn't want them to destroy my houses. We had a small conversation that went like this. I said, hey, entitled girl, entitled boy, please don't play with these things. Pointing at literally one house and an ambulance out of four. I really like them and the way it's decorated and I don't want it to be destroyed. However, feel free to play with anything else. They both say, okay, understood. I was relieved to know that they would stay away from the house and play with the other things. I still observed them like a lion just in case. After about 5 minutes, I went to the toilet and despite me telling them not to play with the house and ambulance, I came back to the entitled brother playing with my ambulance while all the pieces fell out of the back doors. It was a really cool ambulance that was able to flash blue lights and make siren noises. I tried to be kind and put the little bits that fell out back into the car and closed the doors. I saw that he loved the ambulance and showed him how to use the siren and lights. Boy, was that a mistake. He turned it on and on and on and on so many times and made the sounds with his mouth as well. In the meantime, Entitled Girl had started to play with the house I told them not to play with and within the blink of an eye, the ambulance drove into the house and it collapsed. It was a rather old one where you could combine each part of the walls and build any house you want. I just watched it, breaking without saying a word, staring into what was my favorite layout, my favorite furniture and figures and my pocket money. It was partly for my sister's collection who stopped to play, but also things I paid for with my own money and my dad's. 
It looked like it had been hit by a missile. I'm still surprised that I didn't begin to cry regarding that I was 11 years old. I pretty much just sighed and watched them destroy it even more. I was pretty flabbergasted because every other visitor who came to our place and played with my toys or whom I showed my collection was always respectful of my boundaries and told me how cool it was. My mom didn't even move the houses an inch when she was vacuuming my room. I don't really know how long it was, but for at least three hours. I had to endure Entitled Brother making siren sounds similar to that one minion meme and Entitled Girl screeching and yelling while playing. When I heard Entitled Dad yelling for the kids to come downstairs because they were leaving, I was so relieved and thought this was it. But nope. Entitled Girl and Entitled Boy yelled, Just five more minutes, please. Back down. Entitled Dad said, Five. And sat back down. About 15 minutes later, Entitled Dad yelled again and they reluctantly got up with suspiciously clenched fists. I don't even know how I noticed that back then. They went to the stairs, but before Entitled Girl sat a foot down, I asked, What's inside your hand? She said, Nothing. I raised an eyebrow. She says, Really, it's nothing. A little smirked form that she couldn't hide, so I grabbed her fist, which was still clenched, with one hand and the fingers of it with the others. I started to open her hand, which she tried to keep closed very hard. But after a few millimeters, I saw an orange piece of plastic, and I immediately knew what it was. I fully opened her hand and saw her having about three Playmobil kittens and one adult cat in her hand. They were pretty small and part of the house she destroyed. Entitled Girl started laughing and so did her brother. I took the little parts that he had from him as well. They tried to steal my toys in my home and they didn't even put an effort in. I was fuming so much because I thought it was so unfair of them to first intrude my home. Yes, for me they were intruders I had to be kind to. Then secondly, don't listen to me and destroy my things. And thirdly, to steal from me. After this had happened, each time my dad only mentioned the name of Entitled Dad, I was scared that the children would come over again. And one time, Entitled Dad did come with Entitled Boy, and I had to play with him again. Although I was like 13 or 14 by that time, and I still had my collection of Play Mobile. Yes, I had it for a very long time. But I stayed in the living room with him and played a stupid card game neither of us understood. And after we were done, I put the card box on the table, and lo and behold, the box was gone. And guess who took it? Entitled Boy and Entitled Dad. I still remember the story to this day and thankfully Entitled Dad and his Entitled Kids didn't visit us again. I hope it stays this way. I hope you enjoyed this little story. Considering we've all been kids before and we know what it's like to have a favorite toy, I don't understand how you can be the parent of these kids, witness such a thing happening, and not even call them out on it. Probably indicative of who they are. Our next story is, I don't know if this fits, but here I go. So I, male 20, and my stepdad, male 50, who I'll call Jag, and I have not had the best relationship, but I'll start with my dad, male 51. My dad growing up was physically and verbally abusive. The thing is, he wasn't constantly like that. He was usually loving, but he did have his moments, and they were usually really bad, but rare. The difference is, he was a lot more verbally abusive to my mom, female 48, than Jag. While I was younger, when it all happened with dad, he would apologize within the week of it happening, if it was an outburst rather than discipline. Now come 14 year old me meeting Jag for the first time, after finding out my mom had been cheating on dad with him for 4 years. 
That was a more recent development, but still stands. I instantly do not like his kids or him because I recognize a lot of his behaviors from what my dad did. They weren't bad at the start or major, rather, just some small things that were similar. Two years later, after we move in together and have moved states, they get into a really bad argument. It wasn't bad at first, but my mom's anxiety and trauma had taken over and she was full-blown breaking down. She leaves her room to come downstairs to calm down and see us, but Jag follows and is screaming at her. I, being the older and bigger sibling, go out to see what's up, to see him cornering her and screaming at her. Instinctively, I grab the kitchen utensil on the counter and tell him to get away from her. He turns on me and threatens to drop me if I get any closer. My mom tells me to back off and that it'll be fine. I then take my younger siblings upstairs and call the police, since it only got worse and lasted for hours. And that was the first time this happened. The next year it happens again, the difference being there's no kitchen utensil for me, but everything else plays out the same. Four years after the last one, nothing's really happened between the parents like that again. Then our dog Leo dies and stuff kind of gets crazy. My step-siblings blame him and my mom for not listening to me when I tell them he had cancer, which ended up being true and causing his death two months later. They move out, completely causing Jag to become the man he is now. A bitter, power-hungry butthat. The following year is when things get worse. A quick side note with Jag is he's alt-left super liberal, who if you disagree with his all-knowing knowledge, you are in the wrong, disrespectful, and back-talking. This is important to remember. As a growing and maturing adult, something that I've been told by professors and my therapist is that arguing with parents is healthy, as long as you're not being disrespectful, due to you learning to create your own thoughts. Now Jag's issue is he's always right no matter what, and if you attempt to argue with him, he blows up. I'll skip the many times this has happened in the last year and talk about today's reason I'm writing this. By no means is my family poor, and we have a sizable house. I, as of late, have been in the office room, decompressing after a very difficult semester. This includes playing video games and taking care of my fish tank. The dogs stay in the living room most of the time because of the rules in the- A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. The house for them. The dogs are also extremely vocal, and today they start their barking like usual, and I ignore it, since I know it's one of a few things. Either no one's there and they're losing their minds, someone's walking with a dog, a family's walking in the door, or there's a deer. They calm down relatively fast, so I assume it was just someone passing by. Unbeknownst to me, someone had just dropped groceries for the week. Usually the parents text the family group chat when stuff like this happens or leaves a note on the fridge. Now I understand, sure, I should go to check to see what's happening when the dogs bark but it happens 20 plus times a day, so I figured it was the usual stuff. Also they had bought extra food the week before due to the storm and got stuff Tuesday when roads opened, so why would it be groceries? Well I was wrong and I was about to be berated again. Another thing I'd like to add is since late October, I've been very down and just making a routine that I stick to that is keeping me sane. I've spent most nights alone with my thoughts and just upset it a lot recently. This has been the main reason I stayed to the computer, due to the fact that I can't find happiness in many places and that's one of my staples, along with being with friends and being around my blood family. So Jag walks in after picking up the younger brother, and I hear bags rustling and them talking about carrying stuff downstairs. I realize that I made a mistake not going to look at what the dogs were barking at. It's also been like 10 minutes, so nothing bad happened to the food since it's still cold as freak here. I walk out and apologize for not realizing what arrived and started to help unpack. Jag says to me, well, when the dogs are barking, you should go out and look to see what's wrong. I say, well, they bark at everything all the time. They say, still, you should have known to go look because they don't bark at everything. I say, Jack, they just barked at you for walking in the house, and I guarantee in 10 minutes they'll bark at the tree because it's there. He says, well, you should have known groceries were coming. I said, I didn't expect them till next week. I reached to go grab something. He says, just get out and continue what you do best, being useless. Now, I write this just thinking about going back to my apartment for the next three weeks, waiting till school starts. At the same time, I just can't bring myself to know my mother will be devastated, since she only gets to spend a few weeks of the year with us, and she loves seeing us every day. I know that this will probably be the last year I spend at home, and I wish to make the most memories I can before I move out, but Jag makes it really hard to want to stay. I just don't understand why OP felt the need to point out Jag's politics. I think this dude is just an argumentative, narcissistic jerk. Regardless of political beliefs, you could both have wildly different political beliefs and still be good people. Our next story is Entitled Hotel Karens. So I work the graveyard shift as a security guard for a small private company, and one of the places I've worked security for was at two hotels. One thing I do while I'm at work is I try to be respectful and give someone the benefit of the doubt, especially when there's supposedly only one witness to something going on. I also try to be as respectful as I can be, even when the person or people I'm dealing with are being uncooperative and belligerent. 
One of the first things I do when I first get on shift is to talk to the front desk of the first hotel I would guard and see if they need anything before I begin my patrols for the night. And I always checked in with the front desk as often as I could so they knew I was there to help if needed. I would then walk over to the second hotel and do the same thing. Most of the time, they would ask me to go to a room and knock to let the guests know they were being a little too loud and that there was a noise complaint. And the guest would usually apologize and then quiet down for the night. This night in question, I had to deal with three entitled parents. One thing about the hotel is that the lobby closes to the public at 9pm so that means any large gatherings are prohibited from continuing at that time. And that is the time I would start work. I grabbed a radio so the hotels could contact me at any moment they needed security. I would walk from the first hotel, after having let them know that I was on duty, and I would make my way over to the second hotel and do the same thing. When I checked in with the front desk of the second hotel, the clerk behind the desk asked if I could talk to a group of adults who had been drinking and were getting very loud. I calmly and respectfully told them that they could continue their party in their rooms, but they had to vacate the lobby as it was officially closed for the night. The clerk at the front desk had told me that she had tried to get them to quiet down and leave the lobby for the past 10 minutes, yet they complained that as guests, they were entitled to stay in the lobby. They complained that the hotel had gotten security involved and complained on their way back to their rooms, but left the lobby. I began my patrols when I got a call less than 30 minutes later at the same hotel because someone had complained that children were running in the halls. The hotel was currently hosting a sports event and many kids on the sports teams were there. The clerk behind the front desk had me meet her in the lobby and we went to the room we believed the children were in when I saw the kids. They said that they'd all been outside until a moment ago when they came back to the room, which I could verify as true. The kids then say that they'd seen two kids that appeared to be twins running through the hallways. The clerk leaned her back and gave me an exhausted sigh and told me that she'd gotten all day about those two kids, and she believed that the parents were in the group that had been kicked out of the lobby earlier. I walked around the hotel to see if I could find the room the kids were in, and was stopped by hotel maintenance and told that they had seen those kids running away from the floor I was on, and that the fire retardant cases were all open and one appeared to have been kicked in and was badly dented. I spotted the two kids in question, and they immediately went back to their room at a running pace when they spotted me. I found out what room they were in, and reported everything to the clerk before going to the first and second floor to find out if any more damage had happened. And a guest had told me that they saw two twins running around the second floor, and I found all of the cases open, except one that had been broken. It was missing the handle and the glass was cracked. I went to the lobby and showed the pictures of every damage done, and the clerk called her manager directly at 10pm on a Saturday night. For those who don't know, most hotel management was never in on the weekends. The manager said that these kids and their parents needed to leave immediately and charge the room for all damages done to the hotel. I waited until 10.30pm to go to the room, hoping that the parents would be back in the room. I went up to the room and knocked on the door, and one of the kids responded. The encounter went as follows. I said, hello, I'm security for the hotel. Are your parents in the room? They say, no. I say, can you tell me where your parents are? They say, in another room. I say, can you tell me what room they're in? The entitled kid told me what room the parents are in, and I immediately told the children to contact their parents and have them meet me up at the room. As soon as the door closed, I stepped away from the door but kept it in the immediate view and contacted the front desk. 
and asked the clerk to wait with me since we were dealing with minors and for safety reasons for all parties involved and didn't want the he was harassing us for no reason and stalking us all night crap. The entitled parents took 15 minutes to come to the room as they expected me to leave the floor the children were on and I was afraid that they would run to another room and break more stuff on the way. The first thing that happened was the entitled father started yelling at me. He says, what are you doing creeping outside of our children's room? I said, hello, I'm a security officer with the hotel. I was asked to speak with you as your children have been accused of breaking hotel property. A friend of entitled parents says, so you thought you would harass young boys? Do you get off on doing that or something? I say, sir, your children have been accused of breaking hotel property and because of the risk of them supposedly doing this again. My job here is that I'm assigned to protect this hotel from such things. And as such, your children are considered a threat to the safety of the hotel. The entitled father says, you have no right to be outside of their room. You should have come to speak to us at our room, not be a creep and stand outside their room like a freaking pervert. I say, sir, they're classified as a threat with the accusations of the destruction of private property. As it stands, the hotel managers have made it clear that you are no longer guests here and you must leave the property immediately. The entitled mother says, you have no proof that our children are behind this. They've perfectly behaved and they've been in their rooms all night. Unfortunately, as they kept trying to yell and talk over me, I was beginning to get irritated and was losing my polite attitude and started becoming that extreme jerk security guard with the cop attitude that no one wants to deal with. I said, that's BS. I have hotel staff that have seen them outside of their room. I have guests in the hotel that have seen them outside of their room. And I have personally seen that they've been outside of their room. Entitled Mother says, everyone else is lying and personally targeting our children, including you. There are many children here that could be the culprits behind these accusations, but you're just choosing to blame everything on our children. I said, I don't care if you believe me or not, you need to leave the property immediately. It was this moment the father got directly in my face and said, I don't have to do anything you say and we're not leaving. I work for the FBI. I looked at him and demanded he shows me his federal credentials proving that he's a part of the FBI. The state that I live and work in states that if you identify as a member of local or federal law enforcement or as a federal employee, you have to show your credentials even if you live in another state. The entitled father said he didn't have to until I told him this exact same law. He then told me that he left them in the room and needed to go get them. When I was able to confirm that they didn't want to leave, I calmly walked back to the hotel lobby, but not before the entitled friend said, go ahead and leave you pervert, you know you're wrong and that you have nothing to prove. As soon as I was in the elevator, I got on the radio with another clerk at the front desk and told them to call the local sheriff's department and told her the entire encounter and explained that they were now trespassing on our hotel property. While the clerk was on the phone, the night auditor came in and I briefed him on what was going on. The entitled father came down and began demanding the hotel give the family a full refund or that they were not leaving and that they couldn't do anything as he was FBI. He unfortunately severely scared the two clerks that were still on shift and made the night auditor nervous with this and I told them to let law enforcement know that the man was claiming this and that I now feared he had a weapon on the property. Thankfully, they all went back to their rooms after realizing that the hotel would not budge and they stayed in their rooms for the rest of the night. 
I checked all the hallways just in case, but thankfully they remained clear for the rest of my shift. Law enforcement showed up around 3 in the morning, and when I explained everything to them, they became guarded, especially now that I said that I feared the man was FBI and may have had a weapon on the property that was not registered in the hotel database. Law enforcement said that they could take the family away as they were trespassing, but there was little that could be done. The parents told the officers that I'd not talked to the parents, nor had the hotel spoken to them about anything. The entitled father and his friends started demanding information from the hotel about the clerks involved and all of my work information. I told them I was not allowed to legally give out any of my work information outside of the name of my work. It wasn't true, but the guy believed it and said he would contact my work and make sure my superiors here know about me and how I was a creep. The rest of the night was uneventful and the entitled family stayed in their rooms, but that was because they didn't want to leave. And the night auditor was a nice guy and didn't want to kick the children out at 4 in the morning with nowhere else to go. Since the kids of these entitled parents were connected to a sports group and there were about 10 to 15 rooms all connected under the group, the hotel decided to charge each room with the destruction of property and attached a report that had been written from both hotel staff and myself to make sure it was known why each room was charged over $500 in damages. One of the fun things about that night is that one of the sheriffs that showed up was a friend from high school that I haven't seen in over 10 years. It was nice to catch up with him and see that he was doing good. Is anybody else kind of annoyed that kids or not, the hotel, the law enforcement, the night auditor, and OP as a security guard were almost a little lenient in the end? I mean, I know kids will be kids, but these people were obviously entitled jerks and kind of deserved it. Maybe it just wasn't worth escalating it to something that you would consider a physical situation. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.